You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron live with Ethan Haristadulu. Welcome back, everyone, to more of the Greeks Gridiron. I am Ethan Hristodoulou, and today is April 19th, 2022, and I am coming at you with the very first iteration of the USFL Power Rankings. We'll be going through all eight teams from worst to first in the USFL after week one has wrapped up. So, as always, make sure you hit that like button, comment down below your eight, and in which order do you feel they belong? Do you agree? Do you disagree? All that good stuff. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on game previews, my weekly recap, and the power rankings we're doing here, and all the good stuff in between. Now, without further ado, starting at number eight, bottom of the list, and we'll work our way up. At number eight, I have opted to go with the Pittsburgh Maulers. Now, the I'm not going to go into too much in-depth detail about each and every single team because I do want to keep this short. I don't want it to be super, super long. Uh, all I really have to say about the Maulers coming out of last night's game is just what was that play calling? It felt more like the Maulers were getting in their own way in a lot of times than it was more so the Bandits you know, doing their job in getting things done against them. Offensively, the Bandits, the first few like possessions looked really good, really efficient on offense. And I do want to give credit to the Ballers defense. They were able to slow them down and stifle them a bit to hold them to only 17 points. But the offensive play calling in Pittsburgh last night, especially like those first two drives, seven plays and you run the football on all seven plays, I understand wanting to like set a tone and be physical and, 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 you know, like kind of like control the game up front, but that was just bizarre. And quite honestly, if that's not going to change going forward, which I assume it's going to, if that's not going to change, <clears throat> this team might be held back more by the coaching than anything else. Again, I understand the idea behind it, but you got to throw the ball. You can't go your first two drives to open up your very first game of the season without even attempting a single pass. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, so, overall, at this point right now, it's more about the coaching than it is the talent, but Pittsburgh at number eight makes sense to me. Coming in at number seven. And quite honestly, I expected this team to look a lot better on Sunday, but they didn't. The Michigan Panthers. Talk about getting in your own way in this game. And quite honestly, they probably, even though they had three turnovers, Paxton Lynch literally gave the game away. Shea Patterson even had a fumble as well. They probably still should have won this game. They were looking at 36 minutes and 49 seconds of possession time on offense. I think the, the Gamblers only had about 23 minutes and some change or something like that. I mean, it, you guys commanded the ball for like almost two or two thirds of the game. I just can't believe the amount of just like drives that they went down and then eventually threw it away. I don't understand Paxton Lynch. I understand wanting to see what you have, but Shea Patterson is probably the better quarterback of these two. And I know we still have time to kind of figure that out. Don't get me wrong, but I trust in Shea Patterson a lot more than I do in, than like with than with Pat, Paxton Lynch. And I, these two bottom teams in the top eight 
are super big head scratchers. Again, Pittsburgh Maulers defense, excellent job slowing down the Bandits offense and only holding them to 17 points. But what the hell was the offensive play calling? And then the Michigan Panthers offensive players just talk about like head scratching, boneheaded turnovers and not being able to just get the ball into the end zone even just one more time to be able to win a game where the Gamblers could not really do much offensively. Both of these teams are sitting at 0-1. And my goodness, like the, the, the Michigan Panthers, obviously more than the Maulers, like the, the Panthers, man, they should have came away with a W. In my opinion, I think that Michigan, probably a better team than the Gamblers, just on like an offensive standpoint, maybe not defensively, maybe at an offensive standpoint, but my God, get out of your own way. What Like for one, just again, all respect to Paxton Lynch, but Shea Patterson's the guy, run with him, run with him for at least the game. One of my biggest issues, I think this past weekend, and I understand doing it because you want to see what you have in both your quarterbacks was like the flip-flopping back and forth, but like just take the week run with one guy and if things were going really bad swap to the other and there was a couple of games where like a couple of teams went with the other quarterback for what felt like no reason um and the Michigan Panthers won barring like any injury or something like that like I just I don't know um Paxton Lynch is not the quarterback I like Shea Patterson hopefully Michigan keeps running with him though coming in at number six probably my favorite Maybe second favorite, but honestly, probably my favorite because I felt like while I was watching them play the breakers, I kept saying this the entire time during the game. The dual threat combination of Colburn the second and Holland out of the backfield is quite an exciting one to me. They have an excellent pair of running backs there, and I hope that they begin to run with both of those guys more and more as they go through this season. But I love that running back duo. Um, the pass protection obviously needs a ton of work over there. The offense was still able to put up 17 points despite a lackluster performance by the O-line in the passing game. Um, and also the defensive line definitely needs to figure some stuff out. Um, there was no sacks at all, only two tackles for loss. You're not really getting into the backfield much in the running game as well as the passing game. So there definitely are some things that need cleaning up, but the Philadelphia stars, while I do have them at number six, they could arguably potentially be even one spot higher, but I think they're fine at number six because the team that I have at number five, and this is probably going to be a little bit more of a, a controversial one and I expect it to be, but I'm very uninspired by them, and yeah, they won a game, but quite honestly, I don't think that they're in the top four. The Houston Gamblers, least inspiring winners of the weekend, offensively did not look very good. Shout out to their defense for forcing turnovers, scoring the defensive touchdown. You know, like you know, they the defense did the heavy lifting in this game. But as I mentioned when I was talking about the Michigan Panthers in their game. The Gamblers come away with a win here because basically the Panthers just could not get out of their own way. And quite honestly, I, I was this close to putting the Gamblers at number six in Philadelphia going into number five just because of the fact that I thought that the Stars looked a lot better in their loss than the Gamblers did in their win. But I gave the Gamblers a slight benefit of the doubt defense wins championships and their defense did show up in that game I want to give them a lot of credit for that so I decided that the Houston Gamblers do belong at least at number five but I have them sitting outside the top four mainly because coming in at the number four spot in their loss looked awesome it came down to the very end on opening night the New Jersey Generals 
are probably the best 0-1 team in the league. Luis Perez was probably my favorite player out of this weekend at the quarterback position. He came out in that through that 49-yard pass and just, you know, it, it, it set a tone for what this team is. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't even expecting Luis Perez to get the start. For somebody to have been brought to the team so late into the like the early like or into the not early season, the, the preseason, I guess you would call it or whatever it was they were doing there. Um for him to come in and just absolutely light it up, if he wasn't dealing with it seemed like some sort of injury in that game, I really think the Generals probably come away with the win here. I loved the, the kind of swapping back and forth between the two quarterbacks that they had there because obviously, you know, Luis Perez, while he can move in the pocket, not quite as athletic, but... Um, Oh my God, I'm excited with Lewis Perez as the quarterback for this team going forward. It, and it, they they feel like one of the more rounded teams, I would say, based off of the the decency we saw from their defense. They did allow 28 points. It was the most of the weekend in their loss. However, again, you're you're dealing with some spats of issues where your offense can't move because they were doing the swapping of the quarterbacks thing quite a bit. I, I want to see all these teams stick with one guy more in week two and the generals definitely being one of them. I, again, I don't really know what the injury thing was going on with Luis Perez. They were talking about a lot in the commentary team, but ultimately I think Luis Perez heading the offense and the defense getting a little bit more time together. This team will start to trend even more upward than they already were in their loss in week one. Coming in at number three, Tampa Bay bandits, Jordan Te'amu, I think, looked about as advertised, especially on that opening drive there. I will say this. Their offense coming in those first few drives really clicked and looked really good. I, I feel like they did some really good scripting as far as what they wanted to do to open up the game. And quite honestly, if things didn't start to slow down a little bit, this team would probably be higher. Uh, the fact that they only won 17-3 to against Pittsburgh, it, it kind of... And I don't want to say only one 17 to three, because again, all these teams aren't, you know, just newly put together. They're all still feeling each other out and learning how to work together and everything. But the Pittsburgh Maulers, man, just offensively really could not get a ton going. And I know that defense was hurting. I'm surprised the bandits didn't come away with at least even just another touchdown in winning maybe like 24 to three or something like that. I did expect a little bit more from them, especially by like halftime, considering just how uninspired the offense was in Pittsburgh. I really expected the bandits to potentially run away with this game. And maybe it was, you know, play calling getting a little bit more conservative and they were just trying to get the win towards the end there. But ultimately I do like the way they look. I think Jordan Tayamu is going to be a great quarterback for this team. He definitely, like I said, he looked pretty good and he looked just about as advertised. Everyone was expecting him to kind of be the best quarterback in the league. And while Luis Perez definitely put in a fair argument there, I would say Jordan Tayamu definitely looked like probably like the consummate pro of the group. Uh, and I like the bandits. I like them at number three. Um, could they potentially be higher? Maybe I want to see a little bit more from them, but at three, I think they're in a good spot coming in at number two. I want to praise the Birmingham stallions, man. The, 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 the game winning drive at the end, McGo and Smith, uh, there is definitely, or Magoo, not Mago. I was saying Mago last week. It's Magoo, apparently. Uh, I definitely thought that was Mago. It's Magoo and Jamar Smith. They're probably the two biggest weaknesses on this team. Aside from the defense being really good, offensive skill weapons looking good, running back situation seems pretty good there as well. 
I'm going to say this. Magoo, probably not the guy that I would go with at quarterback. He was having some issues with the ball and the two and the gloves and everything. And I understand it was raining, but it, it just seemed like he could not really get out of his own way. And once Jamar Smith took over as the quarterback, especially late in the game, it felt like the offense could move a lot more. And while I say that Jamar Smith maybe had some more errant throws than anything else, I like his arm strength. And if he can just kind of rein in his accuracy a little bit, he probably ends up being the better quarterback of the two, especially just the versatility he brings with his legs in this offense. Magoo is an athlete himself, no disrespect, but... I just I believe in I believe in Jamar Smith's potential. He again he just has to rein in his accuracy. But shout out to their defense for getting the job done late in the game there and the offense again. Jamar Smith running things in a way that I just don't think you can really do it with Magoo to get that touchdown late in the game to seal the victory. I loved what the Birmingham Stallions did. I wanted to pick them as the winners, but I was feeling the New Jersey Generals going into that game, and I was kicking myself at the end of the game. Like, why didn't I just go with my gut feeling? Because I am sitting at 1-3 and three on my predictions for this past week. Not a big deal. I don't really care, but... There, there. You know, that's that's about my luck when it comes to predicting predicting games, especially in like a new league. I typically can't do. Yeah, I can't get anything right. So, one and three to start the to start the season. But the Birmingham Stallions, man, one and zero. Oh, they're looking good. Big win, comeback win at that. And I really hope to see them run with Jamar Smith going forward. I definitely think that he is the guy for them offensively, and he just has to, he just has to work on the accuracy, rein in that arm strength a little bit. You know, maybe get some more time with the starters there. And ultimately, I think the Birmingham Stallions unit could be a really good one. And then coming in at number one, the only team left, and maybe I'm a little bit biased here because the Breakers are my team, but. The biggest reason I have them sitting at number one, while the offense was solid in this game, it was the defense that just showed up and was the best unit of the weekend. Six sacks, nine tackles for loss, a fumble recovery. The Breakers defense was there to win this game and they got it done. I also want to praise the combination of Ellis and Logan Jr. out of the backfield. Those two guys, you know, receiving threat, running back threat combo that they got going on over there. Kyle Sloter did not have quite the game that I was expecting him to have. Like I said, I pegged Kyler Sloter to definitely be one of the better QBs of the entire grouping here in this league just because he has a ton of preseason experience in the NFL. And he's shown up and had a really solid outing as well while he was playing through those preseason games. So... Maybe it's it's just a matter of continuity and teams kind of getting to know each other. We'll have to see. But my goodness, that defense, I think we were like two plays into the game and I tweeted out, you know, man, this defense is fast. They were flying all over the field, getting into the backfield. I love what the Breakers have on defense, and they are definitely the most athletically gifted of all the defenses in this league. And that's based off one game, one sample size, obviously. Maybe it's just because that you know of the offensive line issues that they have over there in Philadelphia. I don't know, but just based off of the one game we got to see from every single team, that Breakers defense, man, if that's what their defense is looking like all year long, the Breakers are going to be a heavy favorite 
running through this season. I like what they're doing. I like what they're about. They are my team as well. So again, maybe a slight bias, but I tried to push my bias aside there and I really just looked at everything and I kept coming back to how damn good that defense was this weekend. But that is my week one power rankings for the USFL. Again, hit the like button if you agree. If you disagree, comment down below. Let me know what your top eight would look like. And I appreciate you all for watching. I will catch you guys in the next video. Have a good one.